Made Up Audio Productions presents Gather the Suspects. Episode 3 Going Rogue. You impudent young pup, how dare you come into my house and accuse me and my wife? So, do you deny that you went to Dad's flat and threatened him? Not that it's any of your business, but no, I don't deny it. That arrogant towrag was flaunting it about the building with his bit of fluff, while our Emily was heartbroken, utterly distraught. So you threatened him? Yes, I threatened him. I just wanted them to... I, I don't know, just stop throwing it in our faces. We treated that boy like our own son, you know. And that's how he repaid us. That woman is cold and calculating. She could easily have stabbed him in the back, just like they stabbed us in the back, figuratively, of course. And you have the nerve to come in here. Well, excuse me for believing that the only person we know to have actually threatened the deceased with violence might have actually carried out said acts of violence. Like I said, I spoke to Amelia. I don't think she did it. And... I think, if we're being honest, neither would you. She's a manipulative shrew. Who knows what she could be capable of? Mrs Hampson, I understand you were upset about the whole thing, but you obviously knew Danwell. Can you think of anyone else that may have wanted to harm him? Ha! The guy was an ex-cop. There are likely a thousand people who want to harm him. Dan was a policeman. Huh. Always thought he was more of an insurance salesman or estate agent type. Yeah, shiny suit, bought in shoes without socks. Doesn't exactly scream policeman, does it? I guess someone such as yourself would not understand style. Before martial law was declared, and we had an actual professional police force, Dan was one of South Wales Police's best. You may mock him for not walking around with your weary distaste for the world, Jack, But Dan was a decent man before that harpy got her claws into him. Right, that's enough. You've upset Gillian again. I want you out of here now. We've done our bit, so please don't come around here again with your dog and pony show. Rest assured, Mr Khan will be hearing about this. Thank you for your time, Mr and Mrs Hampson. Be assured, we won't be disturbing you at home again. Jack, what the hell was that? He was going to throw us out, so I rolled the dice. Yeah? And where did that get us, exactly? Actually, leaving with some pretty good information. He was going to throw us out, Kay. It's not like we were going to get anything from him. I thought, let's go for the nuclear option and see what comes out of the wash. Now we know Dan used to be a policeman. Which helps us how? If anything, it just means that the list of potential suspects just grew by, oh, you know, a few thousand people. You have a lot of time on your hands, Jack, but not that much. Okay, okay. I don't know how that helps us just yet. But surely it's better to know that information than not. I actually agree with Jack on this one. It seems like it could be significant, and it's always better to have as much information as possible. I just think that closing the door on more interviews with the Hampsons isn't the most constructive way forward. Particularly if old Hampson makes it difficult with Mr Khan. 
You could stop us investigating altogether if we can't take it seriously. Who's not taking it seriously? I know I am. And in any case, if I were going to shut the door on the Hamsons, I'd make sure that Giles Hamson's smug face was in it at the time. Jack. Eh, look. Rather than stand here arguing, we're right by the lift. Why not take a look around and see if we can find any clues as to how someone might have escaped so quickly? The doors to the lift are still open and covered by police hazard tape. Jack slips under it and starts looking around. Hey, guys, there's a hatch up here. Look. That's a maintenance hatch. Funny, don't tend to see them anymore. Help me up and go have a look. Mm. Oh, oh my God. Now I know what a TV dinner feels like. Jack, get your foot off my face. Oh. Oh. I'm in. Oh, you get right above the ceiling from you. I'm going to explore. Be careful, dude. Can't investigate a murder with a broken neck. I should be right over the corridor now. I'm gonna bang. Tell me where it's coming from. You're right by the fire doors to the rest of the corridor. Hey, it goes all the way down to the left. Ah, it's closed off though. You can't get into any of the flats or anything, just the corridor. Makes sense. I think the flats have higher ceilings. Okay, I'm coming back. This place is dusty as hell. Oh, and I think I just saw a spider. Right, put your foot down. Put your foot. Oh. Put your foot down oh. there. Who's that? No, not Catch there. Me. Oh. Watch me now in case I fall. Watch me Power. down there. Ow. Get right, man. Oh. Jack, bloody hell. Ah, bloody what's hell. that? Well, that was fun. Right. While we're on the 6th, let's go visit everyone's favourite light entertainer. Oh, okay, I guess. But one bad pun about mother-in-laws and I am out of there. He wasn't even here the night of the murder. I know, but he may be able to tell us more about Dan's previous life as Dixon of Roth Docks. And with that, we decide to go and visit Jimmy Rich. Jimmy, or whatever his real name is, lives on the same floor as the Hampsons. Might be the out-of-date jokes that haven't changed since the 1980s, or the way I see him looking at the younger women from the building. But something about him just screams creep. I seem to be in the minority in that view. The rest of the building seems to love him. Jack's right. It is interesting that Dapper Dan was ex-police. Significant? Who knows? But interesting. No wonder the guy just spent all his days strolling around the apartments. Highly thought of policeman one day, wandering around the same four walls, wondering what to do with what remained of life the next. Dan isn't the only one either. Most of us were caught up by the speed and relative ease that everything fell apart. We all thought that couldn't happen. The, the foundations. The hundreds of years of history that the country was built on. You know, it would keep us safe. It didn't. 
There was no big event, no nuclear bomb, no dinosaur-destroying asteroid. Just one small decision here, blind eye turned there. Before we knew it... Kara! What? Sorry, I, uh... Are you okay for me to take the lead on this one? Be my guest. The guy makes me uneasy. <laughs> Come on, okay. That's Radio Wales' comic of the year, 1983, you're talking about. Don't you forget it. How can we when he brings it up every time we talk to him? All right, bud. What are you three doing this far out to town? Uh, Jimmy, we're talking to everyone in the building about what they saw leading up to the murder of Dan Harris. You know, see if we can find out any clues I might have been missed. Do you have uh, time for us to come in for a chat? Yeah, sure, boyos. One lady. Oh, don't worry about that nonsense. This isn't Buckingham Palace, boys. Just come out through to the sitting room. Yeah, I haven't got long mind. I'm back out on the road in half hour. Yeah, big gig at the Liberal Club in town. Can I get you a drink? I got coke or beer. Oh, and I've also got white wine and some lemonade, you know, if you'd like for the lady. The young lady will take a beer, thanks. Just a coke for me, thanks. Nothing for me, thanks, Jimmy. While Jimmy rummages round his fridge for coke, we take a seat on the plastic-covered couch. Jack is examining a picture on Jimmy's shelf. From here, it looks like a circus acrobat. To my best friend, Jimmy P. Here you go, ice cold from the fridge. Now, Jack, good to see you in some actual clothes for a change. Um, what's that saying in your blouse there? Eat the rich. Oh, uh, oh well, it's better than that tattoo gown you've been going about in. Who do you think you are? Noel Coward? <laughs> oh. Actually, did I tell you about the time I met Noel? Only a few times, Jim. <laughs> oh, right. Say, did you watch that Dylan video on the YouTubes I told you about? I did, and thanks for sending that my way. I'd never seen that one before. Yeah, good, innit? We were spoiled in those days, see? All the big acts would come to play in the clubs around you. Not like these big venues today. Do you know, I saw Hendrix once. The place was so small you could reach out and touch him. Not like these fancy arenas. Oh, gay boy, did you talk to that dead mistress of yours about me talking to the little ones again? Well, I loved the last time I did. Well, yeah. it appears that the boyos have been holding back. Like, like... Never even realising they knew Jimmy Rich, let alone spent time swapping bloody music recommendations with him. I guess it's because they are boyos and not little ladies. Not that I want to swap music recommendations with them. So anyway, what was it you wanted again? Oh yeah, that awful business with the young Mr Harris. Did you know Dan well, Jim? Jim? Why, well, you know, only to say bored R2 in the corridor, you know? He seemed nice enough, like... Always smiling and willing to say hello. Very pretty girlfriend, too. Oh, she must be heartbroken, the poor dab. Yeah, terrible business, though. 
You know, it kind of reminds me of a time in 1985 when I was out on tour with the goodies. One of the crew got in a fight after the show, you know, with a bunch of local lads in Newport. Oh, and well, if you'd seen the blood, oh, it was everywhere it was. Stabbed right in the butt cheek. Well, that sounds awful as well. Right, going back to Dan for a minute, Jim. Did you see Dan have any arguments with anyone? Or hear anything through the ceiling? Yeah, any arguing or shouting, it might have been between him and Amelia. Poor dab. Or him and Joe Sampson. Anything that you think might be useful in finding his killer? Sorry, boys. Nothing I can tell you there, I'm afraid. I mean, I'm not even you that much to hear anything. Yeah, I guess so. Were you before me when Dan was murdered? Yep. He was up in the borders that night, and I'd been playing a small venue in Welshpool the day before. He stayed overnight, and then I travelled there, you see. Yeah, I missed the whole thing I did. Well, we won't keep you talking, Jim. I'm sure you were keen to get ready for tonight's gig. Keep your eyes and ears out and let us know if you hear anything, all right? Will do, boys and girls. Keep me posted. We will. Thanks for the drink, Jimmy. No problem. Always welcome. Take care now. My, my. I didn't realise the pair of you were such super fans of our resident Bernard Manning. We do have a life outside of the flat, you know. Oh, come on, Kay. He's harmless enough, despite his terrible jokes and rambling stories. And at least he can pronounce my name properly. Oh, boyos, come round any time. (laughs) (laughs) You're just jealous you haven't got a famous friend who sends you YouTube videos. Oh, yeah, 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 that's it. My life is incomplete. How will I cope? Being serious for a moment, that didn't really give us much else to go on. Strange thing, though. What? Linda said she saw Jimmy when she came out of her flat to see what the screaming was about. I've always wanted to say this. Geraint, check his alibi. On it. Oh. I actually have internet. Looking at his website, which still appears to be made in geosites, he was indeed on tour in the locations he said. Look, there's even a little thumbnail of him doing his act that night. Quality's terrible, though. Could easily be your nan dressed in a wig and false moustache. Ha, <laughs> very funny. My nan isn't that big. And anyway, leave her out of this. Your nan's... <laughs> Right, so let's get in and put the kettle on and go through what we have so far. As little as that is. See if we can work out if Dapper Dan being a policeman has any relevance in this whole thing or not. Yeah, there has to be some link we're not seeing. Okay, was right and it's a red herring. Who else have we got to speak to today? Well, I saw James and Will earlier. They said we can call round any time. Oh, don't make me climb up those bloody stairs again to... Hey, there's a note pushed under the door. Ah, cool, it's probably from one of the neighbours I missed earlier on my door knocking. I know who killed Dan. Meet me in the bin store at seven. Who's it from? I don't know. There's no name. What's the time? Uh, five to seven. We better get moving. A first clue. How exciting. If someone's going to give us the actual name of the killer, isn't that more than a clue? Isn't that basically solving the murder? <sighs> Always looking at the negative side, Cara. If they know who the killer is, why didn't they just go to Mr Khan directly? Or the police? 
I'm willing to bet they're convinced they know, but need my expertise putting all the evidence together. Your expertise? Yeah, my expertise. You don't watch every episode of Moorish She Wrote without picking up some... something about wildly speculating about circumstantial evidence. Oh, just come on. More sodden stairs. While I don't share Jack's deep-seated optimism about the usefulness of murder, she wrote, I must admit, something quite thrilling to receive mysterious notes. If they really know who killed Dan, it'll be a relief. Even if it wasn't us who solved it. Unless it's sodden Alex and Gethin. Oh, God. I bet it's Alex. She probably sent that note just so she can be all smug and perfect to my face before informing the police. Quick, before you go in, practice your indifferent face. Just in case it is Alex. And- God. Cara! Ge! Come here, quick! Jack stumbles out of the bin store. His face is drained of every ounce of colour. Looks like he's just seen a ghost. She's dead. Jack? Jack, what is it? Oh, Oh, shit. This is bad. Jack, quick, call an ambulance. Who's dead? Oh, it's Linda. Oh, God, Linda! Jack, call a bloody ambulance now. Uh, I push my way past Jack, who's fumbling to control his shaking hands long enough to call an ambulance. It's Linda. She's lying face down in a pool of blood. There's a large knife protruding from her back and... Geraint's bent over a lifeless body. Get, don't touch anything. Jack, did you get the ambulance? I can't get through, stupid bloody... Hey! Oi! You, stop! Jack, what is it's it? Him. It's the killer, quick! Bloody hell. It is! Stop, you bastard! We rush out to the bin store. Jack's already chasing after someone across the car park. Stop in the name of... uh, Me! (sighs) Citizen's arrest! (sighs) They're fast, I'll give them that. They just vaulted over that car like a champion racehorse. Jack's losing ground. Shit, they're going to get away. Stop, you bastard! Shit, he's just scurried up and over the fence like a squirrel. I can't see where he went. Ah, shit, I lost him! I can't believe we bloody lost him! Uh, What makes you so sure... It was a him. I don't know, the, the shove he gave me from behind, it, it felt like a him. In other circumstances, I'd give Jack hell for this. Not right now. Not with Linda lying there. We need to tell Mr Khan. Jack, phone the ambulance again. Okay, make sure no one goes to the bin store until I can find Khan. Go. Now. Both of you. 
police are just finishing up again. They're talking to Mr. Khan. I tried to get close enough to hear what's being said, but I've only picked up snatches of the conversation. I heard the word mugging and CCTV mentioned a couple of times, so it's not looking promising. We gave Mr. Khan the note from Linda. I saw him hand it to the cop, who quickly handed it back without looking at it. Now listen here. I won't be fobbed off again. It's another fine day for law and order in this city. This is two deaths we've had to deal with, and I want to know when you're going to start taking it seriously. Uh, I understand your concerns, sir, but all evidence points towards a random mugging. All evidence? All evidence? Look, I gave you evidence that shows this definitely wasn't a random mugging. It was pretty clear... Well, it looks like Linda did know who the killer was, and in the process of finding out, left herself exposed. Why didn't she just go to the police when she found out? Mr. Hampson was right, we're just a bunch of kids playing dresser. Why did she risk her life to tell us? What? Go to that bunch of cretins over there. The ones currently doing everything they can to ignore the situation, short of putting their hands over their ears and shouting la 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 la. You really think they could have stopped Linda being killed? Linda came to us because she trusted us. She knew we would do the right thing. We need to find out who killed Linda and Dan. No one else is going to. This is a side to Jack I've not seen in a long while. It's not the caricature of righteous indignation he reserves for showboating at residence meetings. This is genuine white fury at the hopelessness and unfairness of the whole thing. Linda was his friend. When he says we're going to find the killer for the first time, I actually believe him. Everyone, calm down, please. This is getting us nowhere. I know that we're all scared, but shouting isn't helping. Everyone will get a chance to speak if they wish. Thank you. Now, it's been a stressful night for all of us, but we need to cooperate. It's the only way we'll find out what's going on. It's a serious matter and should be left for the appropriate authorities to deal with, Khan. I agree, Giles, but unfortunately the appropriate authorities are currently playing a game of who can bury their head in the sand the deepest. So, we're left with no choice. No choice? I think any choice would be better than Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, who you've currently given carte blanche to go around accusing people of murder. While Mr. Davies's methods may not always be orthodox, I'm satisfied with the way the investigation is continuing. With our search of the grounds turning up with no possible hiding places, the work that Jack, Kara and Geraint are doing are becoming even more critical and I would ask everyone here to continue to work with them. Outrageous! They are impudent... Mr. Hampson! May I remind you there are more serious matters to attend to right now than your bruised ego. Please be quiet, or remove yourself from the meeting. Now, I've been checking the CCTV for any signs of our visitor entering, but have so far found none. No one that is not a resident here has entered or left the flats over the past 48 hours. 
Does that mean one of us is the killer? At this stage, James, we can't discount it. But we will continue to explore all avenues. It could be that the murderer found a way to access the site that we are unaware of. And there are a couple of blind spots, like the entrance to the pool building after the camera blew off in the storm. Well, what about those who aren't here at the moment? Have you checked the CCTV to see if they left? Yeah, who's missing? Right, let's not start any witch hunts just yet, okay? I think we all understand that Rishi and Amelia will not be present at these meetings for a while, given the situation. Well, that's convenient for that little tramp. I say, that is rather out of order, even from you, Mrs. Hampson. The lady just lost her partner. Actually, me and James went in to check on her this morning. We usually go before breakfast just to make sure she has everything she needs for the day. She always answers, but today, nothing. Yeah, and we knocked for quite a while. See, I told you. I knew that she-devil was... Thank you, Will, for that information. We will be sure to check into it straight after the meeting. As for the other absentees... I saw Mr. Rich leave at 6.45pm last night for his show and saw him return around 5.30am. Is that everyone? Gethin and Alex. They were near the victims both times. Bit suspicious, if you ask me. Yeah, I agree with Kara. The person you chased yesterday, he was fast like a gymnast, no? Yeah. He was across the car park and over the massive fence by the road in about ten seconds flat. If only we knew some people missing from this meeting who are also former champion gymnasts. Kathleen's a gymnast? No, but Alex was, as she is so keen to tell us all the time. All right, let's not go jumping the gun. I'm sure there is a reason why Alex and Gethin aren't here. I'll check the tapes to see if they left the flats at all since it happened. Jack, if you could also pop in on them, along with Amelia? Yeah, sure. Okay, everyone, that's enough for today. Please continue to look after yourselves, and keep popping in to visit our bereaved neighbours if you can. And, just as a reminder, if you see anything suspicious, please let us know without delay. We don't want another awful situation like yesterday. We'll meet again tomorrow. Geraint, Veronica and Mache have joined us in our flat to go through what we know about the murders. See if we can't piece something together. Okay, let's start by going through the potential suspects. First, Giles and Julian Hampson. Are they still suspects? Probably not, no. But they have both motive to kill and means to have killed Dan. True. But what about Linda? What's the motive there? Also, are you really trying to tell me that it was Giles or Gillian Hampson launching themselves up that fence last night like a monkey? They have money. Could have hired a hitman. Jack, this isn't a James Bond movie. It's not murder on the bloody Orient Express either, is it? But here we are with two very dead bodies on our hands. All right, you two, this isn't helping. Let's just agree to put the Hampsons in the unlikely but maybe pile and move on. Okay. Next up, Amelia. Has a motive. Well, we know she argued with Dapper just before he died. I don't know. It just doesn't seem very likely. I, I mean, look, I know you guys didn't talk to her, but I just wasn't getting big killer vibes, you know? Maybe I should come with you when you go check on her for Mr Khan. Yeah, but I think you'd agree. She ain't that killer. Hey, what about the comedian? You know, 
Richie Gold. Jimmy Rich? Nah, not him. He was out of town at the time of both murders. Solid alibi. He even has pictures of him on stage. Besides, he's like £300. He's not vaulting over a puddle, let alone a 15-foot fence. Hmm, shame. Linda told me yesterday morning that she thought she saw Jimmy in his flat the evening after Dan was stuff. Linda told us that too. Could have been a mistake though. Either way, I'll talk to Rishi about it when I get a chance, right? So we have some suspects, none of which seem completely like they could commit such a... Hey, aren't we forgetting about Alex and Gethin? <laughs> you guys are serious about that? Look, even if they had both the ability to do it and were in the vicinity of the murders on both occasions, what possible motive would they have for killing them? I don't know. Maybe we should have spoken to them to find out already. I watch Netflix documentaries. Psychopaths are really good at appearing normal. Yeah, it's always the happy-go-lucky ones you need to watch out for. Well, I don't see it at all, but it's not like we're swimming in Leeds at the moment, is it? We'll go see them after we've spoken to Amelia and Rishi, right? I can go. Are you sure that's a good idea? What? You afraid I'm going to burst in and accuse them of murder? Like you and Mr Hampson? Okay, okay. But take Veronica with you. I mean, if they do turn out to be Prosperity Heights' answer to Fred and Rose West, you probably shouldn't go alone. How exciting! Hey, what about me? I want to play detective too. You have to pick up Lucas from football and give him food. Sorry, baby. No James Bond for you. James Bond was a spy, not a detective. And she's the one you chose to go? Okay, but please, be careful. I will, baby. Cool. Could you two also call in the rest of the floor too? James and Will might have some more good info to give us on Amelia. Yeah, sure. Unless we solve the crime first by visiting Alex and Gethin. That's the kid got too much for them, and one of them has killed the other one. They are probably trying to stuff their body into the toilet as we speak. Veronica! Right, let's split up. Cover as much as we can this afternoon, and then we'll meet back here to discuss what we found. You don't really believe Alex and Gethin could do something so horrible, do you? Do I? I mean, do I really? Jack and Geraint clearly think I'm crazy. But if the past few days have taught us anything, it's that nothing is too crazy in this situation. Someone had to have done it. Why not then? I don't know. Like I said, they had the ability. Whether they have the motive or not, I think we need to find out. What if it is that? What are we going to do? Well, we could... Uh, uh, um, oh, God. What are we going to do? Make a citizen's arrest? We can't even walk a couple of flights of stairs without getting out of breath, let alone overpower two extremely fit killers. I don't know. We'll cross that bridge if we come to it. As we get closer to the fourth floor, you can feel the tension rising. Veronica may have been joking, but you can tell she's starting to get worried too. What if we are about to come face to face with Dan and Linda's killers? Maybe... Maybe this was a mistake. 
Well, here we are. Are you going to knock or should I? I'll do it. Huh. No answer. Oh, for goodness sake. Alex, we need to speak to you. It's us. Can you let us in? Strange. Hey, put, put your ear to the door. See if you can hear any movement or the TV or something. No. Nothing. Quiet as a moose. Mouse. No. No mice either. Okay, well, that was a bust. What now? Guess we should go calling on Will and James? <laughs> All they're getting worked up for nothing. Yeah. In a way, I'm kind of glad they weren't there. I mean, what if they were... Hey, look. The door is unlocked. Veronica. We can't... We can't go in. Why not? Don't you think it's strange? Gatlin and Alex, possible double murderers, go missing in mysterious circumstances only to leave their door unlocked. Come on, Kate. That's too much of a coincidence. I don't know, V. What if Gatlin has hurt Alex and done a runner? She could be lying in their helpless. Oh, Jesus. I know I'm going to regret this. But okay, let's take a look. Yay! But, just a quick in and out, okay? I can't believe that we're doing this. I'm pretty sure that even with a police force that seems unwilling or unable to do anything, breaking and entering is still a crime. Should we shout to let them know we are here? What? Like, hello, it's the crazy people who have broken into your apartment. <laughs> no. In an Alex may be lying somewhere hurt, unable to get up kind of way. Okay, okay. Uh, 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 hello? It's us. Cara and Veronica. We just wanted to check everything is all right. Hello? In a horror movie, this would be the moment the killer jumps out. Shush. That's not going to happen. No one's even here. Okay. So, why have you grabbed hold of that golf club by the door? Just in case no one does decide to turn up. Look around and we're out. You take a look in the bedroom. I'll look in here. Keep calm, Kara. Right. Where should I look? If I was a homicidal former gymnast, where would I hide my secrets? Letters. Just junk. Certificates of achievement. Wow. How many certificates can two people get in 25 years? God, there's everything here. 
archery, sewing, and mathletics. Is there anything that girl isn't sickeningly good at? Episode 3. The suspects were Beth and Reese as Cara, James Morgan as Jack, Edward Llewellyn as Geraint, Boggy Bondor as Veronica, Richard Wilde as Mr. Hampson, Corin Strickett as Mrs. Hampson, Tian Pham as Mr. Karna Rishi, Magnus Carlson as Will, Wojciech Matras as Maché, Jonathan Evans as Jimmy Rich and James. All of the voices were provided by the cast. Gather the Suspects was written and directed by Jonathan Evans, with sound design and audio production by Luke Wilhelm. Follow us on Twitter at gtsus underscore pod for updates on the show. And remember to hit subscribe in your favourite podcast app to be notified each time we release a new episode. Transcripts of the show can be found on our website and in the episode descriptions. Next, on Gather the Suspects, episode 4. Stairs, lies, and videotapes. <laughs>